0: Thanks for joining us today on RV Tech Talk, a podcast produced by the National RV Training Academy that is devoted to discussing ways to keep your RVs in tip-top shape and ways to make money fixing or inspecting recreation vehicles. My name is Greg Gerber, your host for today's show. Today I'll be interviewing a husband and wife team who have risen to the top of the ranks of RV inspectors. Jason and Lisa Carletti's RV inspection business is located near Tampa but they provide services throughout Central Florida. It's something they've been doing since 2017. There are only a handful of master certified RV inspectors in the National RV Inspectors Association and the Carlettes are in that distinguished group. To get to that level, they had to do things like complete at least 50 RV inspections, promote the career field at various conferences and in publications, and be evaluated by their peers. Prior to becoming inspectors, Jason was a low-voltage technician working on video equipment in theaters and large conference rooms. Lisa was a traveling nurse, and they lived in a Class A motorhome. But sitting alone in a motorhome while his wife worked wasn't very appealing, so Jason was looking for something to do. It was Lisa who spotted an advertisement about NRVIA on Facebook. They spoke with some other inspectors to verify it was something Jason could do wherever he traveled. After investigating the opportunity... Lisa got a job in Tyler, Texas, which was about 30 minutes from the National RV Training Academy. That way, Jason could get training. A few months later, Lisa took the course herself. At the time of the interview, the Carlettis were about to complete their 930th RV inspection. To tell us how they got started in the RV inspection business, why Lisa decided to leave nursing to join Jason as a full-time RV inspector, please welcome Jason and Lisa Carletti to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Lisa and Jason. I really appreciate your time. So where are you located? Where do you do business?
1: So we are located in Tampa, Florida. We service most of Central Florida. We go all the way down to Fort Myers, up towards Ocala, and then across the state.
0: And how long have you been doing this? I am coming up on seven years, I believe. And you are joined by your wife, who is also a certified inspector. Who went through training first? Go ahead. So I went through training first. We went and did a
1: FEMA project. And from that, Lisa was trying to help me out down there a little bit. And she realized she wanted to get out of healthcare and get into doing the same thing. So we sent her to school. And two years ago, we both became master certified through the NRBIA.
0: Master certified. That's quite a an accomplishment because you have to have A boatload of experience to reach that level, correct?
2: Yeah. So Jason actually graduated and got certified in 2017. And we did the FEMA project at the end of that year, which allowed me to be able to become certified at the beginning of 2018. And then, as Jason mentioned, we became master certified. We are two of only four master certified inspectors in the United States. And yeah, we had to do we have to prove that we have done a minimum of 50 inspections and we actually have to submit reports to a committee that they review and we have to be published in different online or in print publications and there are various other requirements to show that we are of the caliber of being master certified. So we're pretty proud of that through the NRBIA in
0: Athens. And what did you do before you became an inspector, Jason?
1: I was a low voltage electrician. My last job, I was a lead technician. We installed mostly audio, video equipment in large theaters or in conference rooms and things like that.
2: Okay. And that's a huge bonus for me. Because he has the electrical knowledge that I can always lean on him for the questions that I have for electrical issues.
0: Why did you folks decide to become inspectors? So Lisa
1: was a traveling nurse. We had bought a class A gas motor home and we're traveling. And I quit my job so that we could go do this traveling. And it's pretty boring being a guy that's sitting in an RV all day. I loved it. And so Lisa had seen an ad for the NRVIA on Facebook, I believe, and we looked into it. We called several inspectors that were already doing it and made sure it was something we could do while we were traveling. And it seemed all good. So we signed up and she got a contract there in Tyler, Texas, which is about 30 miles from Athens, Texas. And I went to school while she was working in the hospital.
2: And Tyler, and we also have some other milestones that we
1: probably should
2: mention. So when Jason went to the program in Athens, it was well before Big Red, the Big Red Schoolhouse was in existence, well before the NRVTA training academy. And Jason's class was the first class that they, after they bought the Texan RV park. So they used the clubhouse at Texan RV. So he was in the first class of that. And then by the time that was in August, and by the time it rolled around to January, for me, I was the first class in the little red schoolhouse. So those are pretty cool milestones that we like to point out.
0: That is neat. So you did all of your training at the National Every Training Academy in Athens. And what was that like? Was that easy for you folks, or was it challenging? I mean, anytime you're learning something, especially as an adult, it's a
2: challenge for me. I know I can't speak for Jason, but I know that because of his technical and technician background and troubleshooting, he found it a lot easier. But for me, coming from healthcare in tw- for 25 years and not doing this type of work, they challenge you, but they also make it easy to understand the things that you need to understand to be able to graduate with confidence.
0: How do they do that?
2: They have great instructors. Howard was a great instructor, is a great instructor, still teaching. At the NRVTA. And they also help you a little bit with knowing how to set up your business, providing some things to to help you set up your business.
0: Is there anything that really stood out at the training that grabbed your attention and has made being inspectors easier?
2: They were still formulating a lot of their a lot of their training while we were there. So we felt we feel really proud to be able to have been in on the time that we came into there. So we were helping them form kind of the things that, that they were doing, and getting things going smoothly because, like I said, it was before the National RB Training Academy came into play.
0: So you folks were kind of guinea pigs in one regard, but also helping to establish a way or a method to train other inspectors. So your input was probably pretty valuable, I would imagine. I like to think so. What types of RVs do you folks typically inspect?
1: Fifth wheels, travel trailers, Class A's, Class C's, Super C's. Class A diesel pushers are really big. We do a
0: lot of those, a lot of Newmars, a lot of Tiffins, just because of the area we're in. Do you would you say that you specialize in the big motorhomes then? Oh, for
1: sure. I probably over the years have inspected two or three hundred brand new diesel pushers so i get to know the systems very well
0: 300 diesel pushers over the course of your career that's impressive in itself
1: yeah we are i believe just the other day i booked number 930 of our career inspection
0: 930 inspections are you going to do a celebration when you get to a thousand
1: yes we are yes we are
0: that's a pretty big number
1: not sure how many people, if any, have ever gotten to a thousand yet. So,
0: and so that's a 930 inspections since you graduated in 2018, you said 17 for him, 18 for me. Okay. So, five to six years. You guys have been really busy. My goodness.
2: We're fortunate because we're in Central Florida. We have the major dealers all around us, we have the largest lazy days. We've got camping world RV one for yeah, formerly known as RV one Blue Compass now, and General RV, and then we have satellites of those all around. In like we go to Orlando to General, we go to Ocala in for General RV and stuff like that too. So we have a pretty nice geographical area where we don't have to travel a whole lot. Okay. So that's.
0: When you first started, Jason, you saw this as an opportunity to do something while you were traveling for Lisa's jobs and her contracts and things like that. When did you folks decide to settle in Florida? It didn't take more long. We were just so busy
1: here in Tampa because we came back to this area. This is where we were staying before we started traveling. We came back to this area to start the business. We thought, let's get a few inspections under our belt before we get back out on the road. and. The Irma project came up. We went down there with Stephanie Henson and all them from the NRVTA, and we did a bunch of inspections there. We made enough money. We were able to make our website appear better online as far as SEO and things like that. And we were just, our phones would not stop ringing. So we were like, we almost have to stay here now (laughs) and help people that need it.
0: So were you upset having to give up nursing to become a full-time inspector?
2: not in the
0: least. (laughs) And I will tell you, I had been looking for something
2: for probably at least five years prior to that for me to do. I I went from full-time jobs down to part-time job, two part-time jobs, then to become a traveler so I could do shorter times at any one given hospital. But I am fortunate that I was able to get out of healthcare before the pandemic hit and I didn't have to deal with any of the influx of all of the things that they are still dealing with, staffing shortages and all of the ailments that everybody has. And, yes, very happy to be out of healthcare. That was a welcome change for me.
0: So all of your inspections now take place within probably 100 miles of where you're living.
1: About 125 Uh is about as far as we go.
0: Okay, but you still live in an RV, it looks like.
1: Yes, full time in the fifth week.
0: Both, no, very good. How long do your inspections typically take? That depends on the RV. If you get a small travel trailer, three to four
1: hours. Unless it's older, and then there's more report writing to do. If you get up into them big diesel pushers, they could be anywhere from six to eight hours, typically.
2: Now that's average, and that's mostly for Jason doing them by himself at the moment because I'm currently working on another project. So
0: a lot of people equate RV inspections to home inspections, but I don't ever recall a home inspector spending an hour at a house, let alone three to four, up to six to eight. What is it that you folks are doing in such great detail that takes so long?
1: It's funny. I just got a call from a home inspector wanting want me to inspect an RV for him. And he said, we do 40 to 50 inspections a week. And I was like, we do four or five. And that's because we go into detail. We're not, when the home inspector goes in the house, they're not inspecting the furniture. A lot of times they're not inspecting the appliances. So we are going into detail with that stuff. Plus, a motorized RV is going to have an engine in it, a transmission, a chassis, tires. There's... A lot more to an RV than a house. Even though it's smaller, there's still a lot more to it. And typically, our reports are about 150 pages long, which is a lot. Every inspection, we are doing propane leak tests to make sure the propane system's not leaking. And the National Fire Protection Agency has standards for recreational vehicles. And we're making sure that those standards are in place on them RVs, even brand new RVs. The other day, I had a propane line rubbing a stabilizer jack on an RV. Over time, that's just going to wear that hose out, and
0: that's a life safety
1: issue. So we look for all of those little things with that.
0: And the reason you do that is what? To give people an opportunity to back out of a deal or to give them the opportunity to know what they will have to encounter if they move forward with the purchase?
1: So our goal is not to have somebody back out of it. Our goal is to give them the information that they need to make a smart choice. If there's a propane leak, usually that's a fixable problem, right? So they can get it fixed either before they buy it or after they buy it, they know they need to get it fixed before they start using it. And that's where the mobile techs come in place, right? Yes, we do have people walk away from deals, but that is not our intention. Our intention is to come out tell them what's going on with the RV and let them make their own choice.
2: Actually, Jason does a really good job
1: of helping the clients
2: understand that a lot of these things are fixable. We really promote to to our customers that everything is fixable. It's just how much do you want to put into it? And so when we do reports, we tend to address the issues in buckets so that they understand if there's an issue on the roof with the lap sealant, that could be 20 different areas, but it's typically one fix for the entire thing. And that's what I mean by that. It's a lot better for the consumer to understand and and grasp that information. And it helps the dealerships not look as bad by having such a glaring report with a lot of major issues in it.
0: How do you folks ensure that nothing is missed on an inspection? If you're looking at six hours to do something, you've got to be checking a lot of things. How do you know what to inspect and that nothing is overlooked? We do everything methodically. The main thing is
2: that we have a process. We started off with a process. And we follow that process every time, whether Jason goes by himself or whether I'm out there helping him, we actually use a software called HomeGage and we have built our template in such a way that it works so that the flow of the inspection is logical and makes sense for the way that Jason goes around the outside and the things that I do on the inside. Now, I will follow that up by saying that we are human and not everybody can catch every single thing and lots of things happen once we leave the RV. We try not to miss anything and we hope that nothing happens between the time that we leave the RV and our customer picks it up, but sometimes those things do happen.
0: That's right. Somebody might, the owner, if it's a private cell, might be using the RV for a weekend and something might break in the time that they've, between the time that you've inspected it and they take possession of it.
2: Yeah. Or the transporters at the dealerships may be swishing and swashing that thing around, getting it from one lot to another at a dealership. We've seen some pretty wild things from the transporters.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you also, once the technician at the dealership gets his hands on it, he may have to unplug something or take a wire out to get to something else, and then he might forget to put that back correctly. Those are the other things that can happen after an inspection where you're like, ah, he said it worked. Well, it did during my inspection. What did they do afterwards?
0: I'm assuming that your inspection also includes photographs so that you can document what it looked like at the time that you were evaluating the unit.
1: So us as a company, we wear a body cam, both of us. We both wear a body cam. And the reason for that is the body cam sees everything we see, right? Then we also typically somewhere between 150 to 300 photos that we take during the inspection and most of those go in the report. So we're making sure that we are covering our bases and somebody comes back and says, oh, it didn't work. We have proofs that it did when we were there.
0: How do you folks price your inspections? Do you have different levels?
1: So we do not do different levels. We have one level of inspection. Reason for that is we don't want somebody asking us for the cheaper inspection and then we go out and do the inspection, we see something and we're not telling them about it. So that is the reason we think you should always get the full inspection. Price-wise, it depends on the the type of RV, the size of the RV, age of the RV, and where it's located. So our pricing gets a little strange it's hard to give it out over the phone while we're working so we've on our website we've created a quote request form and when they when the consumer fills that out our website will email them immediately the exact price of that inspection
0: that's cool how'd you develop that a lot of hard work (laughs) are there any big expenses that offset your income right now fuel fuel Uh, okay i
1: because we live in a fifth wheel i have a diesel pickup truck. And so for me to drive to Fort Myers and back, that's 250 miles. That's almost a half tank gas or maybe a half tank gas, depending on traffic that day. That's a big expense. Training is another big expense. Memberships to different things. or members of the NRVIA. or members of the Florida RV Trade Association. We do RV shows all the time. So marketing, we're marketing our business and that's pretty much the biggest expenses we have. But
2: that goes with any business. You can't expect to have business and not do marketing. So as far as the inspection business itself goes, once you have your tools and the Android phone that we always recommend to use HomeGauge on, you're pretty much good until it's time to replace something like a manometer that you're testing the propane system.
0: Okay, so it's an initial expenses are a little higher to get into business, but then outside of insurance and things like that, there are no other real big things that are that come up every year. Yeah. Okay. Is there enough demand for inspections? I know when you first started, Jason, you were the only guy in Florida, probably, who was certified inspector. Is that still the case today?
1: There were two other inspectors in Florida when I started. They're older gentlemen, they were over towards the Orlando and Daytona area and they do a lot of travel. So part of the year, they weren't here. So when I first started, I was all alone on an island. Now it's not the case. There are a lot of inspectors coming out of the National RV Training Academy. And so in central Florida and in the time, there's probably about 40 of us in the winter time we get up to the hundred. Wow, Harriet. people come down here and they snowbird. They do inspections while they're down here. That's we have an advantage over those kind of people because we're able to SEO our website up. We're here year round. We have over one hundred Google reviews that show up where you do a search for an RV inspection in Central Florida, five star rated. So we, it's definitely more difficult to get the inspections than it used to be, but it's also there are more people aware that they're out there now than there used to be. And that's a pro and a con. I was just
2: telling a story the other day that the consumers are getting more savvy. They're starting to understand that, hey, I'm making a major purchase here and I really want to protect my investment if I'm going to invest or before I decide to invest. Yeah, even though the market gets saturated sometimes down here with inspectors and makes it a little tougher, we're able to command that, the pricing and stuff because we're master certified, we're a team. And we've been here so long.
0: And being local is a benefit for you folks when it comes to marketing and doing things like that?
1: Yeah, we do the Florida RV Super Show every year. And that's in January. And that, that rivals with Hershey. They both claim they're the biggest. Who knows which one's really the biggest. But ours covers the entire state fairgrounds for Florida with over 1,500 RVs there for sale. So we... We have that boost and during that time, we will book out within uh, three weeks out or so within just a few hours of the start of that thing. And then people are waiting for their RVs to come in. So for the next six months after that, we are just super busy. We've had people call after a year or two. Yeah. So the RV shows really keep us going in this area and it helps us being local
0: all the time. Do you have a booth by yourself or do you share with other inspectors or technicians?
1: No, we have our own booth. It's really hard to get into that show sometimes. You got to get on a waiting list. We used to be back in the old supplier's building, which is not as much traffic, I don't believe. And we've been there long enough that we've worked our way up. We have a corner booth in busy building and, you know, we're going to stay there. We're going to continue to do that. And if anybody's looking
2: to do those types of things, which we highly recommend that they do, is to find that association that's in their state, because we became members of the Florida RV Trade Association pretty much as soon as we decided that we were going to stay in Tampa. And I am proud to say that I hold the office of secretary um, of our region. And so getting to network with the association people and attend the state convention, which this year is in Fort Lauderdale, and we're very excited to go there. It opens opportunities. It unlocks doors for you. So doing vendor shows, we highly recommend.
0: What else do you do to bring in customers, or especially what did you do when you were first starting? We, the NRBI had a
1: locator. They still have a locator. That was where we got most of our business in the beginning. And then we spent a lot of money to have our website rank higher in searches. And now we're to the point where 80% of our work comes from people getting on Google and searching for an RV inspection. Uh, just this week, I've had somebody try and get me to go out to California to do one. Somebody tried to get me to go to Wisconsin and do one. And there was one from Ohio yesterday.
2: The fun part it always they put a quote request in and as Jason said, our our website automatically emails them. So how much was the one to go to California?
1: I believe it was eleven thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> they didn't go for it, but,
0: but we would have gone. I would have too for eleven thousand dollars. Oh it goes by miley.
1: So by the time you figure the travel each way, it's if we were to drive there, right? So we can't really Give a quote for California. Yeah. We're not doing an inspection in California.
0: So you did your own website SEO, or did you hire somebody to do that for you? So our initial
1: SEO, we hired a company to do that for us. And there was another RV inspector, and that was her business. And she had a friend she referred us to. And we spent a big chunk of money for him to do it, and that helped. And since then, we have been learning more and more about it. And doing our own SEO. And we're very highly ranked in Central Florida. You can't type in RV inspection without seeing our faces, without seeing our website. We're usually number one from the list.
0: What are some of the biggest surprises that you've encountered in an inspection?
1: Brand new 2023 diesel pusher, MSRP of nearly $400,000. I almost put my foot through the floor. Actually, I did put part of my foot through the floor because that particular RV, instead of having regular tile, sticky ceramic. tiles and the wood underneath of it wasn't completely there. There was a, a three inch by three inch square missing. So when I stepped on it and I don't wear my shoes while doing an inspection. So when I stepped on it, my heel went through the hole and uh, yeah, brand new RV a hole on the floor. Oops.
0: Does that create a liability issue for you? Yeah,
1: hopefully not. Right. But (laughs) there was a hole there and I stepped in it, but I don't want to get injured and I don't want somebody else to get injured. But what I'll say about that is the PDI had already been done on that already. and they wear boots or tennis shoes. Their tennis shoes are wider than the hole. They don't feel that hole, but that's why I don't wear shoes because My feet are more sensitive and smaller than a pair of
0: shoes. Ah, so you can detect the soft spots that might exist.
1: Soft spots or just as I found yesterday, three by three hole.
0: I have to tell
2: you about another surprising one real quick, Greg, because I went recently with Jason to a private seller's address. And when Jason got off of the roof and came down and came inside the look on his face, I couldn't figure out what he was trying to express to me. And what he had found was lap sealant that
1: was it was being eaten by some kind of rodent. Ooh, okay. So most of the lap sealant was missing on the roof. You can see the claw marks in the lap sealant from their feet where they had been clawing at it.
2: And in 930 plus inspections, we'd never seen that before. So that was quite shocking to us.
0: But you didn't find any rodents or critters? Didn't critters, but it was forked underneath the tree. Odds are it was squirrels. <laughs> okay. I understand that you've compiled some of the best videos of these surprises that you've encountered and put them on a YouTube channel.
1: Right. So we have a YouTube channel, and I call it my weekly one reason to get an RV inspection. And not only am I pointing things out that I find, but if it's something that the average person could find themselves I pointed out how they can do that. And the reason being is I don't want you to pay for an inspection on an RV. If there's going to be something there that's going to cause you to not buy it. And you could find that before you call me, that would be ideal for you to not spend as much money. And then when you do find one, you can hire your inspector. Just because I say a bunch of things that I've found, I'll never get through everything that we inspect. I'm sure through those videos. And so we always recommend having a NRVIA certified inspector go out and look at it before you buy.
2: The bonus to that is that when you hire an independent inspector, they take the emotion out of that inspection. We don't have anything to gain. We just want to help you make an informed decision. So we're not, even though we're looking at the drapes to make sure that there's nothing wrong with them, we're not in love with the floor plan. We don't stand to gain anything from the sale of the RV. I think some of the examples that Jason talked about are ma- that we try to po- he tries to point out to customers are major things where there's major water damage or glaring things before you would hire one.
0: Good point. If you had to start over today, is there anything you would do differently with your business? There's some things that I do now that I would probably have started earlier.
1: And there are definitely some ways of marketing my business that I would never attempt to do again. We late wasted a lot of money trying to advertise on RV Trader in the early days and didn't get a single out inspection out of it. And those kind of things are regrets, but you got to learn. And that's one thing we learned. I wouldn't do that again. But some of the things that did work, I would definitely do from the beginning the automating of
2: the email that goes out to our customers so that they get an immediate answer without us having to stop everything that we're doing. And we really try to help other people learn these things. We want to help other inspectors skip those steps. So we actually host monthly inspector office hours calls with other inspectors and We invite everybody to come to every Tuesday, every first Tuesday of the month, we hold this open office hours, and we do it round robin style, and we let the inspectors ask us a question, and they benefit whether they have a question or not, because they're able to hear answers from Jason and I, who are experienced, and we also have other highly seasoned inspectors attend those sessions. And they get to, they chime in. And so that camaraderie and that networking, we really think is important to help the whole RB inspection industry
0: grow. I would agree. I understand that you have a side business that is related to inspections that you use to help other people with their businesses. Yeah. And you also use it to promote the need for inspections. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So under the umbrella of Jason's Weekly One Reason videos that we've already mentioned, as well as the inspector office hours, we brand through a platform that we call MyRVResource.com. And it is an online directory of not only inspectors and technicians. We have close to 8,000 listings. This week will probably be over 8,000 because we're adding some more listings to the categories. But we have inspectors, repairs, towing, transport, storage, detailers. We just added golf carts and scooters because that was a big request. And our favorite one now is holding tank um, cleaning because it's a valid and necessary service that Athens is promoting and actively teaching how to do. And so we wanted to promote those people as well. One of the main reasons, though, that we started MyRBResource.com is because we wanted to help the nomads. We wanted to help people because Google doesn't allow you to change your location. And Google and Yelp both don't always display all of the reviews that you might got. Jason has more than 110 five-star reviews. I say, Jason, we do under the umbrella of MyRB Inspection, but they're not all being shown. And so we really want to help people be able to travel the country and have reviews directly on their company listing page with MyRVResource.com. We're pretty proud of that. It's been a labor of love. We started the, actually this Saturday, July 1st, is the four year anniversary of the idea of my RV resource. And we actually started building it over that Thanksgiving of 2019. It's a labor of love. And we've learned more about website building and SEO and marketing that we ever wanted to learn. But now that we have those skills and we know that knowledge, we want to help other people. And so we're helping them do some marketing things, streamlining their business processes as well through our membership at MyRVResource.com.
0: Very good. What advice would you give to somebody considering becoming an RV inspector?
2: I would say it's a daunting task and it's very overwhelming, especially if you haven't been in the RV industry, if you haven't been an avid RVer for a while. You want to streamline your, you want to get a process and refine that process, learn the software and keep at it because we always tell people you can't expect to do one inspection a month or one inspection a week and get proficient at it right away. We really think that two to three inspections a week for at least six months to a year is going to really help you define your process and know what you need, what to make your yourself feel comfortable as an inspector.
0: How can people get in touch with you if they wanted to connect with you for an inspection or to get information about your directory or even to get information about becoming an inspector? So the inspection website
1: is myrvinspection.com dot com, and the phone numbers on there or email addresses on there. Uh, you can send a support request, all that
2: stuff. And the other website, the directory website is myrvresource.com. And we both have emails, Jason at My RV Inspection and Lisa at My RV Resource. Those are our main two emails. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Wow,
0: <laughs> You're connected. Thank you very much for sharing your story. It's great information, and I wish you the best of luck going forward. Thanks, Greg. Jason and Lisa Carletti are certainly pioneers in the RV inspection business, and I'm grateful they took time to share their stories with us today. It was funny to hear Jason's story about evaluating an RV for a home inspector who admitted to completing 40 to 50 home inspections every week. By comparison, Jason and Lisa do no more than five because of the detailed work that goes into evaluating a recreation vehicle. The Carletti's final report averages 150 pages, which buries the detail of most home inspections. However, the couple is quick to point out to their clients that everything they find is fixable. For example, there may be a problem with the sealant in 20 areas of the roof, but it can be corrected in one repair. Lisa said that helps RV owners to better understand the RV's condition in terms of what it would take to correct major problems and minor issues. The couple documents all their findings with videos and photos because there had been instances where something worked during an inspection, but wasn't working when the owner started using the RV. It could be something happened to the RV after it was inspected, such as a technician unplugged a wire in order to gain access to something else, and he forgot to plug it in. To promote their business, The Carletti's joined the Florida RV Association and they pay for a booth at the wildly popular Florida RV Super Show held every January. They also developed a YouTube channel on which Jason posts videos of things he's uncovered during his inspections. The goal is to save clients some money by showing them how to look for deal breakers up front so they can hire an RV inspector to conduct a detailed evaluation of a unit they are really considering. The Carletti's also developed a side business called MyRVResource.com, which is a directory of companies providing service to RV owners. It includes listings for inspectors, mobile service technicians, towing companies, storage units, RV detailing, and other services. MyRVResource helps traveling RVers find the services they need wherever they may be. It also helps mobile-based businesses, which provide those types of services, to update their listings while they travel, which is something Google will not do with its business listings. To connect with the Carlettis, visit www.myrvinspection.com, where you can find their phone number and email address as well. The couple can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Today's episode was sponsored by the National RV Training Academy in Athens, Texas. The Academy's one-week live training or home study course will teach you everything you need to know to fix about 80% of the problems people experience with their RVs. You can also sign up for additional training to become an RV inspector, campground technician, or to provide mobile RV service. For more information, visit www.nrvta.com. That's all I have for this week's show. Next time, I'll be interviewing a Navy veteran and full-time RVer who runs a business providing RV inspections, fixing problems, and performing preventative maintenance on RVs. I'll have that interview on the next episode of RV Tech Talk. Thank you for listening.